0: This is episode 55, and I am your host, Zach, and alongside me, as always, is Tim. Welcome, minions. So, it's been an action-packed week, and we haven't really got to talk because I've been out of cell phone data reception for, like, the majority of it. But that's what I've been up to, not what you've been up to. We always start with you, Tim, so, because, you know, we record this on a day where you take an adventure, and I just love that song. We'll
1: get to that, and put that... This particular gonna come to an end pretty soon, you realize, in summer.
0: Um, so. No. No. Yes. Tuesdays, your kids yeah. aren't allowed to go to school. They still have to adventure with dad. Let it go. Now the adventure time Tuesdays are just gonna turn really freaking weird when the school year starts up. So, Zach, I went down to uh, this dark alley in Portland and got a handy. Uh, yeah, it was <laughs> quite awkward. Uh, adventure time. Yeah.
1: Especially since it was from it was from Big Bird and.
0: Yeah, Big Bird. And Elmo was there for some reason, he kept telling me to tickle him?
1: I don't know. It was weird. That Elmo. Um, Well, that went to a dark, dark place. That's not what happened this Tuesday, by the way, in case you're wondering. Um,
0: Sesame Street, where all your dreams come true.
1: um, So Thursday, I actually worked an extra shift. That was. Ooh. Yeah, one of my um, co workers was sick and begged me and pleaded me. Um, actually I actually had to drop the kids off with the neighbors um, because my wife's out of town again, being like famous in Washington, D.C. Um, but what's cool about me working an extra shift is I took that money and I put it in my safe, and that is PAX money. So Nice. A little extra PAX money for working an extra shift, so that was cool. Um, PAX money is amazing, dude. Yep, but I meant less time for gaming. Um, so that kind of sucked um, Then uh, when I was All, well not alone The kids were here too but my wife was gone I had the brilliant idea Friday night Of watching a horror movie um, Ooh. And yeah watch Which horror movie the tra- was this? It, it follows
0: Okay.
1: So let's roll the trailer I used to daydream about
2: being old enough To go on dates I had this
1: image yeah. of myself
3: Holding hands with a really
2: cute guy. Jack. I
1: know you wanted to hold hands with a really cute guy, Zach. Yeah,
0: no, that's cute. It's never
2: about going anywhere, really. Oh, right. It's having some sort of freedom, I guess. <laughs> okay. Are you awake? It? You're not going to believe me, and I need you to remember what I'm saying. This thing, it's going to follow you.
3: Somebody gave it to me, and I passed it to you. Wherever you are, it's somewhere, walking straight for you. All you can do is pass
2: it along to someone else. I'm scared. I need to find him. What did he really do to you? Apparently he used a fake name to rent a house in the city. This isn't real, I swear to you, this is just some game. It kills her, it gets me, and goes straight down the line whoever started it. What exactly is supposed to be following you? I don't know. Something happened. That's not what she thinks, okay?
3: You don't believe me.
0: Mom? (gasps) No, it's me. Everything's okay.
2: It could look like someone you know, or it could be a stranger in a crowd. Whatever helps it get close to you.
1: Yeah, I didn't get any sleep Friday night, so that made working Saturday really fun. Um,
0: so, so what the hell?
1: Okay, so in case you didn't understand from the trailer, so this guy passed it on to the main character by sleep by, I, by sleeping I, with I, her. I, I, okay. Okay. So it's this thing. It's not really fully explained. Um, it can change its shape, and it just slowly follows you like at walking speed. So, like you can drive away from it. But it always knows where you are, and it's always walking straight towards you. So, like, staying at your house is a bad idea. Um, So so
0: how do you pass it along to people? You just sleep with them?
1: You sleep with someone else, and then it goes after that person. But if it gets up with that person and kills them, it goes back to you. Um, And that actually happens. So
0: you have to stay in touch with all the people you slept with to make sure they're not dead, and then when they die, you got to sleep with somebody else? Well,
1: I mean, that's one strategy. They try all sorts of things. They try, you know, driving far away. They try passing it on. Um, well, I don't want to spoil it, but um, yeah. Why doesn't she like...
0: become a whore and just start selling herself on the street? Well, it only works the first time.
1: Oh. You only pa- pass it the first time, and you don't know okay. what happens after that. Gotcha. You know what the next person did. You know, it only it only, yeah, you it know, only buys you a little bit. On. of... Yeah. So it's like the ultimate ghost STD or something, but. It's really cool I hate
0: ghost like, STDs. Be... They're a bitch.
1: I like this movie for three reasons. Um first, I'm, you probably heard the music. It reminds me a lot yeah. of the John Carpenter music in the eighties, like the Halloween. Um uh-huh. a couple of the movies he did, like kind of like this like very discordant electronica music. Um so I really dug that. Um The movie also has a few jump scares, but mostly it's in your head. It's the it's the dread, it's the paranoia like the, they'll have lots of wide shots where they'll have the characters talking and you'll see, like, someone in the background, like, I don't know, a hundred yards away kind of walking toward the camera maybe, or maybe they're walking sideways, you're not sure, but you're always watching for someone in the background to be walking toward the main character because that could be the one.
3: Gotcha.
1: And uh, oh, it really plays with that really well. Um, this movie just makes you tense and... Is this a new movie? Uh, it came out last year, I think. It's now available on like Redbox and all that stuff. Um, huh. You know, it's not a huge budget movie, but it's a really effective horror movie, and that doesn't happen very often. Most horror movies are just I garbage. I love
0: horror movies. Yeah,
1: me too. I do too. But like I said, most of them are garbage, and I thought this was an excellent one. Um, it it just messes with your head, and um, the characters aren't over the top. The characters are very believable in the movie. Um. I don't know Just really Really highly recommended But like I said I didn't sleep nice. very well After watching it
0: Yeah no joke right
1: Yep Um So yeah Did that And today of course Was a Bet Time Tuesday
2: Your Time Come on Grab your friends We're going to
1: So today's Adventure Time Tuesday is sort of hard to explain. Um, Kind of going back to the basics and revisiting some of our favorites all at the same time. So I left my phone at home and we intentionally like became unwired and just kept our heads up looking around us. And we started by going to um, lunch at one of the places we'd gone to before. The kids really liked in Battlegrounds called um, Barrel Mountain Brewing. And they have a really cool decorated restaurant. Looks like a kind of like a um ranger station inside with all sorts of funky decor and they make all their food from scratch and it's really yummy their burgers are amazing um
0: huh never even heard of that of course
1: i had a tasty treat i had a good day ipa that they brew on site um so we started there then we went to um a local bookstore um totally independent bookstore the kind that are not going to be around in like 20 years um just like a hole in the wall in a strip mall um
0: down by the old Fatty Patties,
1: kind of. It's uh, are you talking about the bookstore now or the?
0: The bookstore. Yeah, the
1: bookstore is off seventy eighth and 99th, I guess. Kind of next. Oh, it's to, not up...
0: battleground. Gotcha. Oh, no, no,
1: no. This is down uh by, by Wild Wings.
0: Okay.
1: And it's totally a hole in the wall. I mean, there's books like stacked up everywhere, um, totally not organized like a Barnes and Noble or whatever. But it's a sci-fi bookstore. Um, and we tried to go a couple times and it's just like literally run by one guy. <laughs> so like, Oh my gosh. Right. So sometimes he's not even there and there'd be a little sign that says back at four o'clock or whatever. Um uh, uh. so, but it was cool to see, like, I just want the, the kids to have that experience. And we picked out some books, um, about two each. I picked out some, um, the forge of the gods by Greg bear. And the, i got my daughter, a Terry Pratchett novel, um, the Discworld series. It kind of interested her to that. And my son, I got a picture book, sort of like Where's Waldo, but it would have a picture of like, I don't know, say ancient Egypt. And like Mm. one of the pharaoh's wives would be pushing a baby in a stroller in the background. So you're looking for things that are out of place um, in the historical context. It's called alternate worlds. Um, So you'd be looking for things that don't belong. Like uh, the Greek one had like a modern bathroom in the background, that kind of thing. And the bookstore I went to, um, just looked it up, is Interstellar Overdrive, in case you're interested. So we got our books, and we got back in the car, and we drove to a place that I've talked about before, I believe, the Grotto, which is a Catholic um, chapel and retreat, but it has a giant elevator, and you go up it, and there is a, kind of like a Fortress of Solitude, like Superman style, with these giant windows overlooking... And that one's
0: in Portland, right? Yep. So it's off Sandy.
1: The windows are overlooking um, North Portland and the airport. And there's these big overstuffed leather chairs. And there's four of them. And we pretty much squatted on three of them for an hour and a half and read our books. And it was awesome. Um, that nice. is the best place to read in Portland because you're supposed to be silent in there. Um, and you're supposed to be meditating or praying or whatever. But we brought our science fiction books and read. So that was pretty Nice. Cool. And uh, then after that, the kids asked to do something else that we'd done before in that area, which is go to this um, old school pharmacy that sells like uh, they have a soda soda fountain. Old school soda fountain. Oh,
0: nice. That That's the, cool. It
1: does um, milkshakes and phosphates, if you've ever heard of those, like weird old-timey drinks, egg creamers.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so I got a espresso chocolate uh, shake, and the kids got uh, chocolate with beer floats, and it was yummy. Nice. Awesome, and that was our Adventure Time Tuesday.
0: You're going to have to send me the uh, details on that old school pharmacy, dude, because that would be something I want to go check out, like this weekend.
1: It is right across the street from um, the Roseway Theater, which I highly recommend. Roseway Theater is uh, – it looks very unassuming from the outside, like you, just like a tiny storefront. But they show first-run movies. They only show one at a time. Like right now, they're playing Mission Impossible. But they have a state-of-the-art um, sound system, and they have a really good 3D projector system. It's a really good place mm. to see 3D movies in. And um, their popcorn is amazing. And they also charge less, um, for especially for 3D movies. It's a good place to go. That's like Sandy, huh. Sandy and 70th, roughly – it's close to the, do you remember the Sandy Jugs strip club? No, I don't. I think it's called something else now, but it's on Sandy. Is
0: that the bear, the the naked bear?
1: I don't know what other names it's gone through, but it's notable because the building literally looks like a growler, like a giant jug.
0: Oh, oh yeah, I have seen that one. Yeah, okay.
1: So it's close to that area.
0: Okay, nice.
1: So, so, so you and go see Tatas. I know you're going
0: go to go there. go see I, 3D movies. I, it, and I can go get me a sody pop. That's
1: me and. El- yep, huh? maybe Elmo will be there.
0: Maybe El- Maybe I- maybe the stripper will be tickling Elmo. Who knows? You so, um, is that what you did this week, man?
1: Yep, that's what I did. what did you do?
0: So I went whitewater rafting, which consists of completely disconnecting. By force because we're in the middle of Timbuktu, nowhere, Oregon, and I didn't see a single resident with a cell phone. Like we bare, like I could, pro- I like I think I sent text messages to you, but it took like a half an hour for them to get out. Mm-hmm. Um, no data whatsoever. Right. Um, so yeah, that was pretty crazy. We went white water, white water rafting this year. We had a few people bail, um, so we had the smallest. Uh, well, we had two boats still, but not enough to fill two big boats. So my wife and I were on the short boat, um, the short bus, and <laughs> we didn't realize our guide is very experienced and we're very comfortable with her. Uh, but basically our weekend consists of drinking and drinking and then rafting and the drinking while we raft and then rafting and then drinking some more. Um, so we got on this little tiny boat, Last year we went was our first year going, and it's a yearly event now for us. And my wife's good friends have now become good friends and family of mine. Um, and nobody fell out of the boat. But this year, for some reason, this little raft had so much pressure and was so light that, like, even the littlest wave would, like, make it go like crazy. Mm-hmm. And uh, so. They have class three and four rapids, which the classes only go up to six. And so we went down them and we had no problem going down them. It was always when we got to the bottom, we seemed to have an issue, which usually is not a problem because usually you have like a long stretch of doing nothing but just sitting there and waiting until the next rapid or rowing to get yourself back in the center or off to the side so you can stop and have a beer Um, or just putting your paddle down and drinking because you're not allowed to have the paddle in your hand. And a beer. So, like, if you want to drink a beer, you just set your pedal down. You can have a beer on the river as you're floating down. Um. So, it wasn't too bad. We had one lady; she fell out. We hit a we hit a rock at the end. And she that. Th- again, this raft was so slight that, like, even the littlest disturbances, like on a big raft last year, like would have been nothing. This year, were huge. Um. So that we tapped this rock, and this lady went flying out, and I pulled her back in and uh then we went down a bit a class three or four i think it was and at the very end of it there was like a little bit of a bump and my wife fell out so Uh the raft at this point was going over the top of my wife and which would have pushed her under the water and who knows what so i drastically ran over there and pulled her back in as quick as i possibly could um and we got her out it she didn't get hurt or anything thankfully um and those two, one lady was on the other side of the boat, and I don't know why the person behind her or in front of her didn't grab them, but they didn't, so I had to jump over. My wife was right in front of me, so that was an easy grab for me. Um, and then on a big one, my wife's best friend fell out at the very end, and it wouldn't have been such a bad thing and probably wouldn't ended up the way that it did, but this was a drop. Led by a bunch of jagged rocks. Protruding out of it. And so there wasn't really any time for her. And then like immediately followed up by like another small drop. So there was like really no time for her to be on the side. Where the raft was heading. Getting pushed by the raft towards these jagged rocks. And another drop. And as I tried to like backpedal. To try to slow us down. Nobody seemed to grab her. And my wife was backpedaling with me trying to back up the raft and Mm. nobody on that side of the boat was grabbing her. And this probably took about like, probably about a matter of like a second and a half for me to realize nobody's grabbing her. So I dropped my oar, went over there to grab her. And as I reached down, leaned over the raft and grabbed her, uh, we hit something which caused me to bounce in the air. My legs go above my head and me fly from one side of the raft to the other side of the raft and bounce out on my back. So now we have two of us in the water um and there's a drop still coming so this was probably the closest that they've had it in the six years they've had to like something like it wouldn't have been life-ending there's no way like nobody would have died but like we sure would have been bruised and probably cut up um so
1: how did you all get get out of the situation
0: well our guide leaned over and grabbed my wife's friend and Mm -hmm. my wife at that point i was on my wife's side of the boat again i got bounced from one side of the boat to the exact opposite side through the air and bounced off the side of the raft and under the water. Luckily, we all had life vests on. So when I popped back up, my wife was there, and I reached up and grabbed the rope on the side of the raft, and as she pushed me down to use the buoyancy of the life vest to spring me back up, I, as I came up, I grabbed the rope and pulled myself back, and my wife helped me lift myself back onto the boat. And then it was preceded by our tour guide saying, nobody move everybody stay laying down until we're through this next drop and as she said drop we all just went <laughs> like down this huge like drop and we're just like well that just happened so wow
2: that was That's uh, so scary it was
0: fun it was you know like thinking back on it like i wasn't scared at all like during the time but like thinking back on it, i was like wow that could have been really shitty like i could have been like pretty bruised good up good that you
1: weren't scared at the moment
0: yeah, mm-hmm. so it was a lot of fun. It How'd could have been the chasing treats in my ticket? belly. Uh, they were fine with it, actually. Nobody like, was phased okay. by it, which is really weird. So
2: that's, that's
0: cool. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, so yeah, we did that. Then a movie came out this weekend that I wanted to show you guys a trailer of. Um, and I actually let's just a little behind the scenes here. I wrote Straight Out of Compton, and Tim linked me the YouTube video for uh, Straight Out of Compton, the actual movie. Mm-hmm. not knowing that's not what i meant okay but it's okay because i really want to see straight out compton so if you guys haven't heard of straight out compton it is basically uh a historical replay of nwa from i think it was was it the 80s
1: uh maybe
0: maybe early I think, 90s i think there were eight maybe early eh, maybe early 90s late 80s early 90s. It's uh, Dr. Dre and his old crew that he used to run with, um, and it's a recount of what they went through. So here is Straight out of Compton.
3: I heard you been spending a lot of time at your auntie house. How's the couch life? Yeah, my woman and my baby living there is hard, man. But you know, everybody can't do what you do. Really what I do, getting played out, Jay. Where the money at? So why you got to be so ruthless, cuz? I'm gonna make a few changes. Where you think you going? I'm just trying to get home. You, my son. you need to get back in the house, or I will ruin your oh, night. I you gotta talk to my moms like that! If you had the chance to change the situation, would you take it? Just hit that first beat hard, all right? You cruising down the street. All right. Cruising down the street in my 6'4". Hey, that was dope, eh? You're listening to Compton's very own Ice Cube. Easy E and Dr. Dre. I gotta tell you, you are witnessing history. People are staring at you guys. You have a unique voice. The world needs to hear it. They want NWA? Let's give them NWA. Straight out of cop, right? you mother- Ice Cube. This is only the tip of the iceberg, gentlemen. What's going on? What do you have in that bag? Are you kidding me? You can't take that in the bus. When i called songs glamorize gangs and drugs our art is a reflection of our reality (laughs) you guys supposed to be somewhere these are artists rap is not an art you cannot come down here and harass my clients because of what they look like
2: i promise you things gonna be different from here on out listen to be honest with you i don't know anything about hip-hop but i know that you're special
3: you want to be involved with this gangster life here we go little truth and people lose their mind. This isn't the Crips and Bloods. This is a threat from the federal government. They're trying to tell us what we can't play. This man's over your world. Yo, Drake. what up? I got something to say. We can keep going, man. We can take over the goddamn world. Get a
1: Looks good.
0: So that that is uh, a really good one. Um, you know, I don't know about you, Tim, but like NWA was. Could you hear yeah, me? Yeah. Can... Or no? Okay. Cool. So like NWA was like one of my like favorite groups when I was like growing up. So it was hard to listen uh, to them since we
1: both went to private religious schools. But yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah, um, and I don't know if you knew this or not, but like NWA is like something as like. Growing up, like, I, like, listened to him, and then, like, Easy e died when I was, like, really young. Um, And so the funny thing about Easy e is, is actually that he dined with the first original President Bush. And the thing, the story goes, is that President Bush invited somebody by the name of Eric, and I can't remember the last name, anyways, to the White House, and it ended up on Easy E's doorstep, and he ended up showing up for lunch with the president. <laughs> so, uh, this guy whose famous song was Fuck the Police uh, ended up dining and circulating amongst the GOP's uh, nobility. Oh, so, man. now this is the trailer that I actually meant and was alluding to in Straight Out of Compton because this gentleman. Is out of Compton, and is a rags-to-riches story, just like the members of N.W.A.
3: This is a story of believing in a dream that only you can see. In a city where you have no choice but to believe. Wherever you play, however you're hyped. whenever it counts. Until your belief has brought you further than anyone expected.
2: The Oklahoma City Thunder select James Harden of Arizona State University.
3: From the sixth man, to the face of a franchise. Until the story of believing no longer belongs to you alone, but to an entire city. Will your story be? NBA 2K16 Star and a Spike Lee Joint.
0: I just had to sneak that back in there again. So it seems like every week they're releasing a cover star. Because if you haven't caught on yet, NBA 2K16 actually has four athletes on the cover. When you purchase the game, it comes with the four different, actually comes with two sleeves. They're both reversible, and each one of them is a different all star. So, uh, James Harden is straight out of Compton, and is a story of believing in yourself, and making it all the way. Cool. So, that that's what I had. So, I should have guessed yeah. it had
1: something to do with that. Not, the, not yeah. the movie that came out this week.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, um, but, NBA 2K16 is a video game, and as always, we talked about games that we've been playing this week, and... I'm really hoping you beat yourself up a little bit this week.
1: I did. I got into um, the beginning probably half or so of Episode 4, Game of Thrones, and I'm going to finish that up this week. Oh, nice. So, How was that? Uh, it was interesting. I You talked about my choices. When you um, started Episode 4, were you locked up in a prison cell?
0: Um, Which character?
1: The uh, guy who's with the um, Black Watch. with the black watch black watch what is it called the ones on the wall
0: oh yeah yeah yeah. yes i was yes i was yeah the knight's watch watch. whatever they are the watch um yeah were you in a prison cell yes i was okay i wondered
1: if that was different because i actually killed that dude and you didn't so
0: i did kill him though oh okay i just didn't kick him off the clip
1: oh i felt so good (laughs)
0: Yeah, well, it kind of like. I, don't, I think you had to kill him no matter what. It did. Because, like, I backed off and he pulled a knife on me and, like, cut, came at me. Like, right. And I tried not fighting him, but nobody came to my rescue and he ended up killing me. So I had to go back and replay it. And I ended up having to grab something and shiv him to death. So.
1: Did you desert the watch? Uh, yes, I did. Did you take both people with you? Yes, I did. All right. There's going to be a conflict there, I bet. You'll have to choose between them at some point. I'm just betting you. Not going to say. Yep. I can see it coming a mile away. Um, okay. So yeah, and then there's the court intrigue back at uh, the failed wedding that didn't go so well. Um, yeah, I'm just. Has the... she
0: ever showed back up again?
1: Um. The. No, not yet. Okay. Um, I'm trying to Wait, avoid. Wait, no, no I'm right. talking about
0: the. I'm, ta- I'm talking about the lady that you. Uh, yeah. That you didn't persuade to marry you.
1: Oh, she did actually. Um, did she? She did. Um, she is gonna be married off to that white hall dude or white chap really yeah so she is not thrilled about that and is asking for my help and is kind of leaving the door open for maybe a future romance Uh, okay so she brought her elite guard with me these badass like archer ninja guys and um i will get to command them and try to assassinate the guy that's trying to marry her
0: nice yes get you some of that booty
1: booty I kissed her, too. I was a choice. Kiss her or or say goodbye, so I kissed her. Romance. Yep. So, actually, actually nothing bad has happened yet in this episode, so I know I haven't finished it yet. (laughs) That's how you know you haven't finished an episode of Game of Thrones. Something soul-crushing hasn't happened yet.
0: Exactly. Well, maybe it won't.
1: Um, But, yeah, I didn't get a lot of time to play games this week yet. I'm hoping to change that. Like, I, I went and work that texture shift that was the main reason yeah hopefully i get to play some more games
0: nice what about you what'd you play uh i played some rocket league and i gotta say that i am just in love with that game Mm -hmm. um yeah rocket league if you guys haven't checked it out yet seriously you're you're not doing yourself any favors you just need to head out and play rocket league but now along with rocket league if you haven't played this other game that just dropped on the Android this week called Fallout Shelter, mm-hmm. well, you're really doing yourself a dishonor. So, if you haven't heard of Fallout Shelter, it was available now at E3 for iOS, but it just dropped on Android. And you know, you play this thing called the Vault, uh, the Overseer,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and it's a it's a good game. It's really addicting um, so I've been building my vault uh, currently actually I uh, I have a lady out on a mission or out exploring the wastelands right now. Uh, mm-hmm. My vault is called vault 711 <laughs> yeah 711 and uh, currently I have I think 38 dwellers inside of my vault. I'm just loading in right the second please stand by. Please hold. Please hold.
1: Maybe, maybe you had a new baby while you were away.
0: I have had a couple of those. And then uh, that, that that's interesting. You can breed the same child with their parent, I think, and with their siblings. So you could get a good... You, if you're not paying attention, you could get a lot of uh, interracial and... Uh, What the hell is that called? Interbreed. Yeah, interbreeding going on. So currently I have... That's how the mutants
1: in the wasteland happen, right?
0: That's probably true. So I have a fortified vault door. I have a huge barracks. I have a depot. I have a storage room. I have a huge cafeteria. I have two huge power plants. I have a science station. I have a gym. I have a radio station. I have a clinic. And I also have a room on fire. Oh my shit! <laughs> oh god! Oh shit! There's nobody in there. Oh fuck! <laughs> fuck! 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 Ah! And, uh, and the podcast. Ah, uh, my vault's gonna die because of this podcast. Uh, crap! Guys, fall shelter sucks and is brutal sometimes. I was afraid that something stupid was gonna happen when I loaded in to show you guys my vault, and now it has. Oh my god! This room is extremely on fire. <laughs> Holy crap! um guys so, we got a problem So,
1: while Zach deals with his uh, room on fire last week we had some uh, comments and feedback um, from our question uh, what would you do with the 1.5 million dollars if you want an esports?
0: Oh fuck it spread to another level of my ball you're
1: so screwed what would you do with the one and a half million dollars if you want an eSports tournament and Blake said home repairs, new cars and a badass PC Jesse said I would have I would pay to have your steam accounts erased then I would invest the remaining. Of $1,499,999, $10 for gaming, espionage, comedy. I don't know how you erase a Steam account with $10, but maybe I don't want to know. Um, Q says, if I wanted eSports, I would obviously be playing FIFA. I'd use the money to buy shares in a football club, then make more money from that, buy out the other shareholders, then own my own club, and take them to Champions League. So basically, would be one of those, those FIFA dicks that are getting arrested and stuff.
0: Yeah. Oh, Q's gonna get his ass arrested because he's a
1: thief and douche. <laughs> oh, and I'd buy Curry. He really got those things reversed. Oh, yeah, yes, he'd spend it all on Curry.
0: He would spend it all on Curry. He'd be like buying like like this like like this pretty Indian Indian girl to come feed him Curry he'd all have day. His own curry chef like, in his room.
1: Yeah. Uh, Robin says he. A nude Curry chef. Robin says build and furnish a house and save the rest. A furnished house also includes a cosplay workshop, a video game cave with various consoles except Xbox. A gaming desk talk and privacy just didn't want to go in depth. Plus to save money is just to buy cosplay materials when the need Um, so I'm guessing Robin's possibly a girl. Sorry for saying he, um, yeah, Robin's definitely a chick. awesome. So cool gaming, den and a cosplay room. Raven says, then I will use it to take assassin classes so I could take over the world. I kind of want to just kickstart Raven's dream there. And, uh, cause I think there's a lot of people that need some killing. Yeah. So
0: like, like Jesse trying to take over our fucking Steam account.
1: <laughs> First hit.
0: Don't worry, guys. The fire's out. We're good. All right. I was worried. All right. So also I have five levels to my vault currently, and I'm going to turn it off before I have another fire rad uh thing. So.
1: Meanwhile, Jorge says, I don't know. I'd buy a smoothie or something. That's an expensive smoothie. One and a half million dollars. You could buy like a smoothie store.
0: Yeah. You actually, a good smoothie and you store. And he actually makes
1: a profit. Um, Blindshot Diver would buy a house in Australia near the Great Barrier Reef with a refueling station or just a boat with a refueling station for my dive tanks. Nice. The rest of my money that's left would be divided between me and my best friend. So, apparently, you want to be Blindshot Diver's best friend. Yeah. be generous. Yeah, he's the,
0: Hit me up, Blindshot.
1: Blindshot is the only one who would give away money. I don't know if you noticed that about this list. So, that was that was cool. That's how people would spend their money. I can't remember what we said. Nice. I'm sure we did something fun with uh, it.
0: I bought every single Zelda item. There was no demand. Uh, I didn't already have boxed. Of course you did. Yep. And then invested the rest.
1: I'm sure I said something stupid. I don't remember.
0: Oh, I think you bought a Tesla and I bought a Lamborghini as Sweet. Well. We can go racing. Yep, exactly. So. All right, guys. It's getting about that time. But before, like always, when we're putting fires out, Tim loves to tell you why you should rate us and like us on iTunes and Stitcher.
1: Well... If you are in a situation where your shit is on fire, you need a fire extinguisher, and sometimes those things can be hard to find, but if you rate us and like us on iTunes and Stitcher, there will be a fire extinguisher handy-dandy right there in front of you should the need arise and your shit is on fire. Otherwise, you're going to burn, baby, burn. That's what will happen to you if you don't like us or rate us. You will burn. 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 All right,
0: it's Tasty Treat time. All right, Tasty Tree time, guys. We'll be right back after this music break. treats in hand and well yeah that
1: so guess that, so you have, guess you have, this segment. You have a modello in your hand then
0: yeah i have a modello and you probably have a corona uh
1: no almost wish i did so oh. i forgot to go buy a tasty treat this week so i literally um was rummaging around the back of my cooler in the gaming den that has lots of energy drinks but it also has a couple beers sometimes and um, these beers have been in there a while Uh, one of them has the date 2010 on it
0: Uh, um. the other
1: one is like a really limited edition hard to find cool um, beer that ages well so one is awesome and one might be really bad and I'm not going to tell you which is which I'm just gonna ask you to choose Zach, Matilda, or Dogfish.
0: Dogfish, what? That nice dog head on. I messed uh, up.
1: It's Dogfish Head.
0: Oh well, Dogfish Head. Oh, thank God. Son of a bitch, Matilda, 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 fuck!
1: <sighs> Which is it?
0: Dogfish Head. I said that first.
1: All right. So Dogfish Head is 120 minute IPA. These things sell out the minute they hit the stores, and I managed to grab one. I think it was like – this is just a 12-ounce bottle, and it was like 4 or $5. Like it's a limited – Holy shit. Right. It's it's supposed to be really famous. It says it um, ages really well. So I've had it for about six months. Um, when What you have here is a holy grail for hop heads. This beer is continually hopped over a 120-minute boil and then dry hopped for over a month. Enjoy now or age for a decade or so. But I can't wait a decade, let's be honest.
0: Yeah, that, that'd that be stupid. What the fuck? I'm
1: so glad you picked this one. Oh, it smells delicious.
0: Watch, well, it tastes like shit.
1: Oh, if you don't like hops, it probably would. Yeah? But you know I like hops. I know. Alright.
0: Which Dogfish Head Beer is this?
1: It is the 120 Minute IPA. It's actually an Imperial India Pale Ale. Okay. Or an,
0: I'm just looking and, for it on their website. An, II, oh, an IIPA. An IIPA. Oh, man. Oh, that's... Wow. It's on tap in Behoboth Beach in Milton.
1: Okay. Now This, this, this where is the hell really, those are, really, but... really full-bodied. Like, even for an IPA. Uh, huh. It's... Hard to describe, honestly. It's... Wow. Yeah. Um, if you are not someone who likes IPAs, this beer would literally blow you away. It's not just nice. that it's hoppy. It's that it's it's very full-bodied. It's very bold right at the front. Okay. And it's not just the... It's really hard to describe. It's good. So thank you for not choosing Matilda. Matilda has a... Yeah, it's a Belgian-style ale. I don't know. They expired in 2010. No. Um okay. So it says 7% alcohol by volume develops in the bottle for up to 7 to 5 years. So this actually gets stronger as it ages because there's live yeast.
0: <laughs>
1: so the longer I keep this this might be up to 8 or 9% now, who knows. And there is a lot of yeast in the bottom. I could see it when I twist the bottle.
0: Ah, oh, gross.
1: Well, it just means you have to pour it carefully, but Yeah, I don't. I don't have to worry about that because you picked the other one, thank God. Yeah. So do you have? You're welcome. Thank you. Do you have Modelo?
0: I have an Elysian Immortal IPA. Oh, nice. Yes. Immortal.
3: All
0: right. So we're good. Nice. It it, is that time. Your favorite time of the week. Yes, let's kick it. Alright, so you want us to kick us off, or you want me no, to kick us you gotta off? you got
1: to go first, because once I get going to my kick-it, you're not going to get me to shut up for a good 10, 20 minutes. Alright, sounds good. so freaking awesome. So, All right. go ahead.
0: Alright, so I got a Kickstarter that Tim made me aware of called Mint Tin Mini Apocalypse. Now, the reason why Tim brought this to my attention, it's a mini Fallout shelter, basically, um, or sorts. It's made by David Miller. This is his second Kickstarter, and before I go any further... Here is the man himself to explain it to you.
3: Hey there, I'm David.
1: Thanks for checking out this Kickstarter project. It's all about a little game, and like the last one, I'm all about trying to make it local. So we've got all US vendors for this game, just like we did in the last. I'm really excited to bring to you a really, really, really small game. Board Games said, it's an emotional roller coaster. Such a great little game that plays as well as some big games. Board game duel set simultaneous dice chucking craziness. Very fun and frantic. Enough of my blah blah blah. Look on this page, you'll see some other reviews and you'll see a game run through. Make sure it's a game
3: you like. Seek a fallout shelter immediately.
0: All right, guys. So, this game is actually all packaged inside of a small Altoids can. Now, if you don't know what Altoids are, they're the little white mints that you guys uh, see around. Sometimes your grandparents had them. I used to love them as a kid. Uh, the little flip open, little piece of paper. The mints are amazing, but it's a tiny little tin can. What it comes with is comes with uh, two different colors of Survivors: uh, yellow and blue, yellow and blue dice, two little white dice-looking things, a green dice. And a big, green-looking person. It's the same replica as the blue and yellow little people, but almost double the size. How you play is, on any surface, you throw down some obstacles. Uh, Correct me if I'm wrong here, Tim, because you know about this game as well. Uh, It's
1: basically the game starts with, like, the world just went to hell. Like, some apocalypse happens, and you're trying to get back to the Fallout shelter.
0: Exactly. So you roll the dice, you move your characters that much um you also have to roll the green dice for the big monster if he catches up to your survivors they die um and you have little white dice that i believe are um what are those they're uh materials okay so the little white dice tim is that are that that's material right they can build stuff yes, out yes
1: it's like supplies like um like lunch boxes in fallout for example
0: exactly supplies. so uh this all comes in a little tin like i said before it's a full game. Um, you you just use objects in the world around you to bake obstacles. There is a higher um, level
1: where you can get like a mat, a play mat that has like little pictures of buildings. But you can make your own buildings out of like salt shakers in the restaurant you're at or whatever.
0: Exactly. So the whole entire point of the game is to get to the vault and get the manhole cover closed. And I believe it takes what four, four survivors.
1: Yes. And part of yeah. the thing is um, racing against the other team, the person you play against. And you can cooperate, I think, with them, or you can try to block them basically. And um so yeah, you can either be helpful or or you can kind of, you know, screw them over.
0: Yeah. Or you can be as that
1: giant monster thing's chasing you also.
0: Exactly. <clears throat> so that is my kick it for the week. Oh wait, 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 wait. Sorry guys. <laughs> Most important part of kick it. They are looking for two thousand five hundred dollars. They are currently have twelve days to go, so there'll be a few days left when this podcast goes up. They have eighteen hundred and sixteen backers at thirty six thousand five hundred and nine dollars, so they are extremely overfunded. This is a for sure thing. Um, it looks like you can buy the
1: game for thirteen dollars, which is pretty good. I
0: was gonna say, yeah, thirteen. Yeah, because the twelve hundred twelve dollars is all gone. For thirteen dollars, you guys get the full game. If you're feeling generous and you want to do the Collector's Edition, which is $465, you get three copies of the Mint 10 Mini Apocalypse with Manhole Expansion. You get plus three mini game mats, three mini journals, and three extra manhole covers for your own variants. These copies feature hand-stamped monsters and cubes, plus spare parts, four yellow and four blue mini meeples, Two monsters, three cubes, and a pair of yellow, blue, and green dice, and an extra journal, plus the embossing plates—one embossing plate and one debossing plate, a matched pair. The maker uh, to the maker to player philosophy of mint tin games is epitomized by these stainless steel plates.
1: Yeah, it's a cool little game looking. Yeah,
0: it's awesome. So yeah, guys, that is my game. Oh, and it comes with this cool little like little manual. This water. Uh, water rolls off of it's tear resistant. Um, you can soak it for minutes and it dries right up, and it's amazing. It's perfect for the apocalypse.
1: <laughs> it'll, it'll. The game rules will be the one thing that survives.
0: The game rules and possibly the game if you have it in your pocket. Mm-hmm. It'll be the only game left in survival. And as overseer, Vault Seven Eleven, that's the only game I'm permitting in.
1: <laughs> nice. Um, I like the fact that you could just have it with you all the time and if you're you know waiting for your food at a restaurant or whatever, you could break it out and play a quick game or something. It's just kind of a cool idea. Yeah,
0: that's pretty sweet.
1: So Zach. Yes. Do you like giant robots? I do. Would you like to see giant robots fighting? Yes. This has been
0: I saw it in a movie one time. I think it had Will Smith in it.
1: Uh going way back, do you remember robot jocks? Back in the late eighties, early nineties maybe?
0: Uh uh-uh. uh. Uh-uh.
1: Um, it was kind of like a battle mech thing it was like where countries settle their disputes by by mechs fighting each other out more recently I'm sure you've seen um, Battlebots? no what was the movie that just came out? Uh, Pacific Rim
0: Oh yeah, that was pretty awesome
1: so yeah seeing giant robots just throw down it's been a huge thing in anime and movies forever but it's finally going to be a reality and I am like a kid in the candy store before we go any further, let's go ahead and roll the trailer for this Kickstarter.
2: You grew up hoping that the giant robot battles of science fiction would become real, and we did too. That dream is one year away. Meet the Mark II, America's first fully functional giant piloted robot.
3: The movie and TV robot fantasies are about to become reality a U.S. robotics company challenged a Japanese firm to a duel of giant robots, Japan said, bring it on.
0: Speaker, English, I cannot understand you. He's
2: Japanese, come on. Duel Japan's on and it's time to throw down. We're going to need your help to upgrade the Mark II, put on the fight the worlds we waiting for and make history. The Mark II packs a lot of firepower, but right now she's slow, top-heavy, rusty, and not equipped for melee combat. The upgraded Mark II will be the definition of an American robot. She'll be five times faster and more powerful, self-balancing, and armored for hand-to-hand combat. Your childhood dreams have arrived. Hear them knocking? Buy a t-shirt and open the door. Now let's meet the Patriots who've signed up to be on Team USA. My name is Grant Imahara, and for the better part of a decade, I was a mythbuster. I'm Trey Roski. And I'm Greg Munson. And we are the creators of BattleBots. My name is Michael Howe, and I'm president of Howe & Howe Technologies. Hi, I'm Jerry from Team IHMC Robotics. And I'm Doug. Hi, I'm Dave Lambert. Hi, my name is Fawn Davis, owner of VonCo. Hi, I'm Carl Bass. I'm CEO of Autodesk. These old trads got no suspension and top out at 2.5 miles per hour. How and How Technologies has something to say about that. We
1: developed the world's most advanced track vehicle.
2: We are excited to be a part of the Megabot Challenge. The Mark II is pretty top-heavy, and right now these legs are controlled by a couple of levers. We need to be able to keep our balance when we take a punch. That's where IHMC comes in. We have decades of experience with dynamic balancing robots. When we're done with the Mark II, it's going to float like a butterfly and sting like a charging rhinoceros. We're going to need more than this racing harness to keep us alive. NASA has experience with that. I've worked on every robotic system to ever drive on the surface
0: of Mars. We're looking at how we might use NASA technology to help keep these guys safe when they take a punch.
2: This is America's first giant combat robot. She needs a fresh set of armor plates and a sweet paint job so we can make our country proud, and that's where FONCO has our back. I've been working in the motion picture industry for over 25 years on series like Star Wars, Matrix, Terminator. Now, we're going to make the Megabot look like something straight out of Hollywood Blockbuster. We're going to need the right tools to build this robot, and Autodesk has us covered. We've been working with the Megabots guys since the beginning. We're going to make sure they have all the hardware and software they need to take on Japan. Finally, we have some killer advisors who are helping make this dream an epic reality. Seeing
0: giant fighting robots has always been a personal dream of mine, which is why I'm going to do everything possible to help make this happen.
2: By supporting this competition, not only you'll be helping America win this challenge, but you're going to be moving the entire field of robotics forward. America, this is your robot. It's time to kick in and help support this cause. Support Team USA. Buy your Megabots gear, come see the robot in person, or even suit up to pilot this beast. After this video is over, you have a choice. Watch another cat video on YouTube or make your childhood dreams come true. What's it going to be?
1: Oh, yeah so
2: the USA
0: USA USA <laughs> USA USA, right? USA USA
1: I love that they've assembled this team to like make this robot
0: I'm not gonna lie this one chick in this picture is hot
1: yeah so the mark II already exists but it's big and slow like they said there's technical problems um, it has like uh, paintball guns attached to it. They're going to take those off because uh, the fight's going to be melee, like hand-to-hand combat. So the paintball guns won't do any good. So they've got this badass like chainsaw attachment they're going to make. And uh, you heard about the, uh, the better track system they're going to get. Um, so, yeah, this project is amazing. The team they've assembled is amazing. The stretch goals for this project are amazing. 500,000 is the minimum. That gets them the faster tracks. Um, that were in the video that you didn't see, but there's a like an amphibious vehicle just hauling ass behind the person talking, um, way faster than two and a half miles per hour. So that's the base um, level that they want to raise money for is five hundred thousand to get that track base. At seventy-five um, or seven hundred fifty thousand dollars, they get modular... Ah!
0: Huh, it just jumped another two hundred dollars. Oh yeah,
1: people are back in this. This is the first day, and it's already one hundred sixty-five thousand dollars toward their goal. But let me keep continue on with Stretch Goals. Uh, modular melee and range weapon options. Um, they show like a flamethrower, like a, like an actuated punching glove, like a you nomadic know, punching glove. Um, they show like a chainsaw. Like They'll have modular weapons attached to this thing. Um, for a million dollars, they get that dynamic balancing algorithm, which basically means a computer will be controlling the legs and the balancing so that when it takes a punch from the other robot, it won't fall over. Um, it'll have a complicated algorithm to prevent that. At one hundred and twenty, or sorry, one one point two five million dollars, they get the life safety systems developed by NASA, which will, um, you know, keep them safe in the cockpit because this is a piloted vehicle. And at one and a half million dollars, they get the Hollywood grade paint job, which would be sweet. Um, so yeah, there's definitely um, perks to getting this overfunded. Um, as far as what you get for backing it. That's where I get excited. For $5, you just get a thank you. $10 gets you a pretty cool little sticker. $15 um, gets you a free-to-play game um, and unlock code for it. Um, and then from there, you get uh, a, a pretty sweet poster. At $50, you get the Team USA um, Megabot T-shirt. But here's where I start to get excited. Okay, $150, you get the collector's edition, get the t shirts poster, stickers, And you get a 3D-printed miniature Mark II, um, like, fully colored.
0: That's freaking cool. But,
1: okay, that's pretty cool. This is where I legitimately get excited and think about spending a ridiculous amount of money on a Kickstarter. For $250, you get everything up to that level, including Collector's Edition, including that awesome little 3D-printed model. But you get to go to a demo day. You get to go tour the headquarters, a live demonstration of the melee and ranged combat, and go to an unveiling party in San Francisco of the Mark II, the newly redesigned Mark II. And
0: I don't know what to say.
1: Okay, it gets even better than that.
0: No, it doesn't. Stop.
1: It does. I mean, so let, let's money. say you spend 250 and you get that. For another $100, you could bring a guest. You don't get two of all of the prizes, but for three hundred fifty dollars, two of you could go see—I I don't know—like theoretically the plug-and-play oh, show
0: my god. could go to
1: the go to the unveiling party at San Francisco to see the Mark, the new really design, redesigned Mark II um, come out in all its glory and beat some shit up. But
0: oh my god, it
1: gets better than that.
0: No, what?
1: For seven hundred, I'm gonna skip the five hundred dollars ones because the seven hundred fifty dollars ones VIP access. You come to the unveiling San Francisco, but you also get to sign the robot, take pictures of yourself inside of it, and hang out with the team. But it gets better. For $1,000, you get to hop in, strap in, and ride the gunner seat as you go through an obstacle course at top, <laughs> at top speed in San Francisco. And you're a VIP at the party, and you get the Clutch Edition swag kit, everything else before that. But... It gets better. At $2,500, you get to test fire the big guns. You not only get to ride an obstacle course, you get to unleash hell on a live fire range full of junk cars and Kurotaras. Kurotaras is the Japanese um, robot mock-ups. Yeah, you get to fire paintballs at all sorts of crap. $5,000 is the one I really want. Um, there is a $10,000 one, but really the $5,000 one I want. It's called Punch-A-Prius. <laughs> We're gearing up for melee combat, and our punching bags will consist of Japanese cars hung from cranes. Strap in for the ride of your life and feel the Mark II follow your arm motions as it destroys Lesnar machines.
0: Oh you get my to strap gosh. into
1: a giant robot and punch Priuses, all for the low price of $5,000. There's only 16 left out of 18. Two people are already going to experience the joy of punching Priuses with a giant robot. and I.
0: The $10,000 level's gone.
1: It's gone. Um, you get big part of the pit crew. Um, you fly to the duel. That's why it's cool. You fly to the duel, uh, run system tests, and yeah. So that is pretty cool, but I don't know if it's happening in Japan. I don't know where the actual duel's happening. Um, besides, that was $10,000. $5,000, you sort of think, maybe I could do that. Ten thousand dollars to me is like, yeah, no, that's just not happening. Um, Tim,
0: yeah, I got a message for uh, Japan. Yeah.
2: Singing. We will, we will rock you.
1: Yeah, damn straight. We
2: will, we will rock you, USA, buddy <laughs>
0: USA.
1: The twenty-five dollar level is called murica <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um. Oh my God, we, we're gonna destroy them! I'm gonna punch a fucking priest. You seen the
1: concept art with like the blue star on the
0: shoulder and? Yeah! It doesn't look badass, like. Oh my god! This looks so cool. I, I. Look at the teeth. It has like flames coming out of the mouth of it. It's mm. like I will fucking annihilate yeah, you.
1: Yeah, it's all diesel and like, totally like. Oh the Japanese one's all sleek and electronic looking. This is all like looks like an old.
0: Do you see the you see the eagle heads that the guns are coming yes. out of, and the freaking Texas Longhorns on the mm-hmm. top. Yeah, we're gonna kill them and the chains. Oh my god. Mm
1: i'm seriously considering that 250 dollar level i gotta tell you i'm just thinking about it like how cool it'd be to see the unveiling party just to see it come out like i'll hopefully paint hopefully the paint level you know i'm sure it'll get the it'll, it'll get a million and a half
0: the only thing is then you gotta pay for lodging while you're francisco, there san
1: francisco it's not that far if it was uh east coast i'd be like Eh-eh. i'm That's i'm telling true. you i'm tempted i'm really tempted I don't want the t-shirt. I, I would get it as a part of the uh, collector's package, but, like, yeah, like, this is the first Kickstarter where I'm seriously considering skipping all the lower levels and going straight for the big money.
0: I, this is amazing. Yeah, if I won
1: the lottery tomorrow, you know I'd be punching Priuses.
0: Uh, dude, I'd be punching Priuses. Punching Priuses all day! What, dude? You- I'm gonna walk out on the street and just punch a Prius my bare fist and be like, fucking a murderer. Ah.
1: Yeah, but seriously, this is the awesome Kickstarter run across in a while. Very excited about this one. I can't wait to at least see that duel happen and go down about a year from now. This could be epic. Dude, this is gonna be I love that they got a team of experts to help them out, because their original Mark II, honestly, is a big kind of lumbering beast.
0: Oh, yeah, it's 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 good, but it's not take on Japan nope, good.
1: But we're going to take care of that with this Kickstarter.
0: Yeah, we're going to destroy them. Nope.
1: So yeah, that's my kick it.
0: Nice. All right. Well, now that you just uh, now that we're done punching Priuses for right now, we're gonna go out and punch a Prius after this podcast is over. Don't worry about it. But uh, we'll find a Prius and we'll punch it. Um, What do you got for game news, buddy? Well,
1: since we were just talking about Kickstarter, um, I found this next story to be um, not as exciting as fighting robots, but potentially game changing. So, what if Kickstarter lets you profit from a game's success, like after you backed it? There is a new startup called Fig, which will potentially allow you to do that. Um, it is set up by some game developers, this project called Fig. And Fig is, um, to back up a little bit, Fig's name is expired by Hotel Figuero. Um, it's a Moroccan-themed bar and pool that's been kind of like the place where um, all the game industry types hang out at E3 and kind of brainstorm and talk. So that's the the basis for the name. So Fig is sort of like Kickstarter, where you can back it and get reward levels, like copies of the game or posters or whatever. But you can actually go further and invest enough to earn a percentage of that game's returns. So if you truly believe in a game enough to back it high enough, when the game comes out, you would get a percentage of its profits. So... Um, this brings crowdfunding to a whole new level, and we'll see how it goes in the coming months. But I just found it really interesting that um we're kind of evolving how we how we how we say what games we want and how we pay for them and how we make them happen. Um, yeah. Kickstarter has shown that we can make games that way, and are we at a point where we can actually say, as a gamer, I want this game made, and I believe in enough to invest, you know probably a significant amount of money. Probably talking thousands, not hundreds, um, but yeah, we'll see how it goes. So that's Fig. Um, my next story is um, something kind of like the the prototype we talked about of uh, the Super Nintendo PlayStation prot- prototype. Yeah. Not quite as cool, but um, a YouTuber uploaded a video of a um, a Game Boy cart cartridge that seems to show a prototype. Of an unreleased um, Mario Kart game called Mario Kart XXL. And um, it.
0: Extremely extra large Mario Kart.
1: Uh, some people have speculated that it's fake. Um, it seems to be real. A, a video shows him loading it up on. Um, he's using the GameCube adapter that lets you play Game Boy Advance cartridges. And um, the game's pretty simple. It's a, obviously just a tech demo level, um, like alpha level. It doesn't have any other. Um, opponents other than Mario in the game what makes it different is the perspective, you can actually zoom back for an overhead view instead of like behind the shoulder view Um, so you're looking down on the track and um, yeah, this is a game that was developed by Daenerys Entertainment Software who did the Turrican series and a couple other games and this game obviously never got released um, but this guy allegedly has a cartridge that has a working prototype of a never released Mario Kart game so, thought that was interesting.
0: Nice. What do you got? I have Batman taking on Donald Trump. Oh, I
1: think uh, I know he would win that fight.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, uh, the voice actor for the Batman games... Um, at a, okay, let's back it up. At an Iowa State Fair this past week, um, presidential hopeful Donald Trump told a little boy that he was Batman... <laughs> Uh, now, the great Caped Crusader's voice actor Kenny Conroy has responded by saying, "And I quote: I hear a guy with a big mouth and a bad and bad hair running for president claims to be Batman. Let's be clear, he is not Batman. Please. So, as always, the plug-and-play clue crew is on scene reporting, and this is from Donald Trump himself." yes mr trump yes are you batman i am batman <laughs> so as you guys can clearly hear donald freaking trump claims he's goddamn batman and i'm here to tell you that the guy kenny conroy says some dude with a big ass mouth and a really shitty ass haircut who wants to be the fucking president let's be clear is not batman and i'll kick his fucking ass so that might not be perv well he or, had 140 he, had a, he, had a, he had 140
1: character limit with twitter so
0: and it's very true but i'm just i'm just helping right. him out
1: you fleshed it out you fleshed so, it out
0: exactly i fleshed it out for him so um yeah that is the first batman news that i found hysterical because there's no way that batman You're has never that gonna, terrible of a freaking no, haircut no. but uh anyways The sad Batman news is that a gentleman by the name of Lenny B. Robinson, who's actually just a good Samaritan, who has a custom Lamborghini that he tricked out to look like the Batmobile, um, has passed away. Um, If you don't, you probably don't recognize the name Lenny B. Robinson, but you might recognize him from footage of uh, stuff he's done. He's actually a gentleman who dressed up in a very realistic Batman outfit and visited the children's hospitals dressed as Batman, but he was more known for being in the spotlight after being pulled over by police in his costume. And that's what got him famous for that first. And then he started traveling to the children's hospitals to uh, spread the joy of Batman to children who are battling cancer and other life-threatening diseases. Um, News reports say that his custom Lamborghini, uh, which was designed for the Batmobile, broke down while he was driving east on I-70, which I'm not sure which state that's in. Um, A Maryland interstate, sorry. Um, In the fast lane, he got out the check while it was still in the lane. And Toyota Camry, which is why we got to get this fucking thing, because Japanese car companies are killing our fucking Batman, (laughs) struck his custom car and hit him in turn. Um, The coroner's office reported that he was dead on the scene. Um, The footage depicted a positive and humorous interaction between officers and Robinson, which is a video that they played. Uh for uh, the new segment that I'm reading this off of. Yeah, it's
1: made me sad when uh, it came out because he he was doing good work. Sure. He
0: was doing really good work. He uh he lived uh sorry. The footage captured him getting out of a Batmobile. This is what made him famous in 2012. Getting out of a Batmobile in full costume during a traffic stop on Route 29 in Silver Springs, Maryland. That's what the footage was that made him famous. Um yeah. So this is really sad, just another reason why we gotta beat the shit out of Japan, um, and we need to start punching Priuses and Camrys, um, because they're taking away our Batman. And if we stop letting them take away our Batman, Donald goddamn Trump is gonna keep walking around, running his mouth, saying he's Batman.
1: Cannot. And we can't no, we have, cannot that. have that. Plug and play will not stand for this.
0: Plug and play will not, I will dress up as Batman. I'm Batman. Batman. And I will go and kill him.
1: There will be another Batman.
0: There will be another Batman. But it's extremely saddening that uh, a gentleman who did so good for the community and s- actually just for the children, which I even respect more than doing stuff just for the community, is helping the children, um, has passed away. It's pretty sad. So, yep. um, But going on from sad news, I got some letters from and questions from you guys um, this week. And I'll let uh, Tim read sure. these off.
1: Isaiah wants to know. This is probably, It's good that I'm asking this this is really a question for you. Which do you prefer, Zach? Rocket League or Rocket League?
2: I prefer Rocket League!
1: How about Rocket League? All right. Um, just kidding. Uh, real question. Which Marvel movie are you most excited to see in Phase 3? Is Isaiah's follow-up question. Uh, do you know? It?
0: Phase 3, I don't know what the heck
1: that means. Um, we well, you know there's going to be a bunch more Marvel movies, right?
0: Yeah, like, like I'm a, excited for the new Wolverine one.
1: Um, That's X-Men. Isn't it? Is that Marvel? I don't even know.
0: Oh, that's not Marvel, no. Um.
1: Well, I looked up all the movies, and... Um,
0: so what are my options here, Tim? Uh,
1: I don't have it ready to look at. Oh, what the hell? Well, you were...
0: Well, What were you most excited for, Tim?
1: Um, The magic guy. I can't remember now. Marvel. we got to look it up. I know there's going to be an Avenger movie, um, obviously. There's also going to be, like, a war where um, Iron Man is on one side and Captain America is on the other. So that'll be pretty cool. Um, huh. But...
0: I'm most excited for the Wolverine movie. Let's just put it that way. If it's not Marvel, too damn bad.
1: I, I, I get confused. I know also Spider-Man is going to finally join the Marvel crew, so that'll be cool. Is he mm-hmm. really? Yes. Yeah, Sony's been hanging on to him forever, but they somebody paid somebody some money, so finally we get Spider-Man. Because Spider-Man is in the Avengers in the comics. Well, he was. Okay, so phase two, phase three. All right, so Captain America Civil War. That's the one I was talking about where Iron Man squares off against Captain America. That'll probably be pretty sweet. Doctor Strange, that's what I'm looking forward to. Okay. Um, Benedict Cumberbatch is going to be uh, Doctor Strange, so that'll be awesome. Um, it's a story of an arrogant surgeon who, whose life takes a turn when he gets in a terrible car accident and permanently damages his hands. Searching the world over for some kind of cure, he's eventually taken in by a sorcerer who trains him in the art of magic. So, huh. so yeah, it'll be magic. Um, there's also going to be Guardians of the Galaxy 2.
0: Oh, I'm excited for that one. Um, Most excited for that one.
1: Some untitled Spider-Man, another nah, Thor. Stupid. Nah, stupid. Um, Avengers: Infinity War, Black Panther, nah, and stupid. Captain Marvel. So.
0: Nah, that those are all stupid. The 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 uh, the uh, but, 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 whatever I just got done saying. I'm already I had the fucking beer.
1: <laughs> so that's our answer. I said thank you for the question.
0: Yeah, my answer is the blah blah the the fucking beer. Michael Isaiah. asks. I'll catch you back on Rocket League. Michael
1: asks, what is your favorite Rocket League boost trail?
0: Oh, nice. Uh, this is actually a really good question. So, uh, my favorite boost trail is actually one uh, left side, uh, angled, probably about, uh, I think it's like the furthest left that you can get. Mm-hmm. Um, that's probably my favorite boost trail because it's probably the trail that I've actually got the most scores off of right out of the mm-hmm. gate. Um, it's kind of a tricky shot. So, you gotta, what you gotta do is you gotta hit the first boost then kind of jump to the right a little bit. And this actually can go for both trails, uh, both left and right. You can do the same on both. Uh, I prefer the left. Uh, hit the little bit centered one, which lines you up pretty straight, and you go for a side shot, and uh, it'll go to the side goal. And that's uh, probably my favorite boost trail. Cool.
1: And the other part of his question was, um, what? It-
0: hey, what about your favorite boost trail, damn it? You play Rocket League.
1: No, I don't know. I haven't answered that. I have played it in like literally 100th amount of time you have i've played okay. it long enough to know that i'm not good at it um what is your favorite platformer of 2015 or do you even have one
0: and uh, not really no i don't really play a whole bunch of platformers what well, about you? i
1: do as you remember and a couple episodes do. back the playstation plus games were all <laughs> platformers All platformers. So, the one i like actually is not on playstation it is an xbox one and steam exclusive Fortunately, I have a machine that can now handle Steam games, and I can play Ori in the Blind Forest. Um, nice. You might have heard of this game on another podcast on the Button Smashers. Um, it's on the uh, Help Me Out, the two, the twins.
0: Are you talking about the, snow, the Snowflake uh, Twins? Uh, yes, twins? they've
1: talked about Ori. Ori is a beautiful little game set in a forest, looks kind of anime style, um, very very colorful, um, very cool looking, and that's just my choice. Nice. So I think that brings us to the end of our questions, except for we need to ask you a question.
0: Yeah, we always leave you guys with a question. Um, so this week's question is... Is? Is... If another country were to join the giant robot duel, who do you think... Would be a good competitor for, for Team USA and Team Japan. Japan
1: obviously has technology. America, well, or America, we don't. Re- we have. We don't really explain. What other country?
0: We have nuke. We're gonna have a nuke that just comes out of it, and when we set it off, it doesn't destroy their robot, but it blows up the rest of fucking called, Japan. What's that called? The Fallout?
1: The Little Boy or something? No, the no. no there's a There's a nuke. There. Fat oh, boy. Oh, the Fat yeah.
0: Boy. Yeah, we have the fat boy. Instead of it blowing up the competitor, we're just gonna blow up their whole fucking country. I
1: did that, Zach. That's sort of a sensitive topic.
0: And we're gonna do it again. That it's was time that was Zach. Take, who take care, care of
1: that All your letters to uh,
0: mail, mail at plugandplayproductions.com. A- a- attention dot Zach. Com. Um, attention yeah. Zach. What, what you country are would awesome. bring something
1: to the table that would make them a competitor in a in a world arena of giant robot battles, and why?
0: Exactly. And don't say Jamaica, because we all know the robots is <laughs> just going to get stoned and sit back it's on its ass, ass and do there
1: nothing. And you'll see the cockpit all full of green smoke,
0: which exactly. should be fun for the driver. So. I guess. And don't say Canada, because they They'd don't do anything. Maple syrup
1: and they would make the other robots trip.
0: Oh, you know what? That might actually be perfect. If they had some really sticky maple syrup, they might be able to seize mm-hmm. up all the joints. Oh, never, Canada, never I see how you were. Just blame Canada. So I guess those are our answers,
1: Jamaica and Canada. What are your answers for best yep. country to enter the robot battle arena?
0: All right, guys. So that has been episode 55 of the Plug and Play podcast. Head on over to iTunes and Stitcher and rate us so that you guys can put yep. out fires. Because fire, putting out fires is a good thing to do. It will make you feel good yeah, about and yourself. And
1: also you won't be on fire.
0: Um, and, and, yeah, in that. And uh, head over to thebuttonsmashers.com where you can check out articles from myself and Tim, and along with other editors like Q, and we have Jorge Varella, which is an amazing YouTube editor of ours that uh, we're proud to announce is actually one of our official editors now, staff members. Um, so go over there, check out a, him, show some him some love. Some podcasts
1: that are hitting some uh, pretty big milestones coming up.
0: Yeah, we got got some pretty big. Uh, podcast in really big milestones Jess is coming out with her 100th episode of the Gaming Goddess podcast so congratulations again to you Jess um, Q and Roger I believe on our episode 97 or 98 of this, the Button Smashers podcast this week was 98 and they started off by officially announcing that Q and Roger are both gay apparently because Roger called Q beautiful um, so yeah you guys uh, Roger I thought you were straight but uh, apparently, they're, they're I was wrong. Just close. They're um, closer than you go, know. That's all. They're yeah. I mean, it is legal in our state. Don't worry about it, guys. Um, so go over, head over to thebuttonsmashers dot com and check out the Button Smashers podcast. Um, as well, you can check out Hopelessly Animanic, which is a chick flick podcast about uh romantic anime, manga, comics, and movies or they something like that. They need more like giant, giant robots um, in that
1: show. That'd be better.
0: They need more manly giant robots that are destroying Japan and punching Priuses. Um, And there's always the Snowflake Twins. So go over there and check them out. Christy and Kiki, she's also... uh, uh, Kiki's also part of... uh, Hopelessly Animatic. Hopelessly Animatic, yep. Uh, So this beer's getting to me, guys. So I'm going to wrap this up real quick. If you guys have questions, comments, or anything like that, hit us up at facebook.com forward slash show. Or at Twitter at Plug underscore and underscore Play underscore. And as well, check us out on YouTube. So, until next time, guys, this has been episode 55 of the Plug and Play podcast. Don't forget to Prime and Shine.